Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode of The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the Sex and the City fiasco that was Carrie and Big's wedding. Here's what you need to know. Based on the book by Candace Bushnell and the popular HBO series created by Darren Starr, the 2008 Sex and the City movie continued the escapades of four of TV's most iconic characters, Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, and Samantha, modern women living and looking for love in New York City. At the beginning of the movie, all four women are at different romantic crossroads. 
After trouble conceiving, Charlotte, played by Kristen Davis, and her husband Harry have adopted a baby girl. Samantha, played by Kim Cattrall, has moved to Los Angeles to be closer to her lover Smith, who has become a daytime TV soap opera star. Miranda, played by Cynthia Nixon, has settled down in Brooklyn with her husband Steve and her son Brady. And Carrie, of course, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, now in the 10th year of being in a committed relationship with Mr. Big, played by Chris Noth, is living her best life. The couple has decided to buy a penthouse on Fifth Avenue, but Carrie will have to give up her Upper East Side apartment. That's when Mr. Big suggests they get married. A casual proposal, but a proposal nonetheless. At lunch, Carrie shares the news with her friends, who are ecstatic. Samantha, though, seems concerned, but for the most part, all are very supportive. Cue the rom-com-style wedding frenzy montage of Louis Vuittons and various couture fashions. News of the engagement even prompts a wedding announcement on page six that reads, The ultimate single gal will be married in Manolo's to New York financier John James Preston come fall, proving to single gals everywhere that there can be a happy ending over 40. Charlotte hires her friend Anthony Marantino to be Carrie's wedding planner as an engagement gift. While this is Carrie's first wedding, this will be Big's third, and though he'd prefer a courthouse wedding, they plan to have a smallish celebration of 75 guests at the New York Public Library, a space that, quote, houses all of the great love stories. Carrie shows Charlotte and Anthony the vintage white suit that she plans to get married in, but neither are impressed. Carrie's wedding plans start to shift after she's gifted an elaborate Vivian Westwood gown following a photo shoot for Vogue magazine. Suddenly, Carrie Bradshaw turns back into the fashion icon we've grown to love and her plans for a small, casual wedding go out the window. Big calls the growing affair a circus, but Carrie reassures him that it's not getting out of hand. It's still going to be an intimate affair between the two of them. On the morning of their wedding day, Big gets cold feet. He tries to call Carrie, but she's getting ready and doesn't answer. When Carrie arrives at the venue, she learns that Big is nowhere to be found. She calls him, and he tells her that he was out front, but has just left. That's when he admits, I can't do this. Carrie gasps as she drops her flip phone in slow motion. She screams to her friends, He's not coming. Get me out of here. Charlotte and Miranda whisk Carrie away as Samantha is left behind to deal with the wedding guests. As Big drives away, he suddenly realizes what he's done and has a change of heart. He tells his driver to make a U-turn on a one-way street just as Carrie's car drives in his direction. Carrie gets out of her limo and runs toward him. Big attempts to explain, I freaked out for a second, but it's too late. Carrie furiously slaps him with her bouquet of white roses. Miranda helps Carrie back into the car as Charlotte steps up to Big and yells, No, getting him to back off. They each get in their cars, and in a dramatic plot turn, Carrie and Big go their separate ways. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats Carrie and Big have been together for 10 years when they decide to tie the knot. Sex and the City author Candace Bushnell said about Ron Galati, the man who inspired the character of Mr. Big, quote, 
He was one of those New York guys with a big personality. You just notice him as soon as he walks in the room. Bushnell told New York Magazine, I called him Mr. Big because he was like a big man on campus. According to the Smart Shopper, Carrie and Big's wedding cost around $230,000. The film was written and directed by Michael Patrick King. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello, Alarmy. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hello. And our very special guest is actor-comedian John Milheiser. Hi, John. Hello. And uh, just for, so our listeners know, you can catch John in Drama Club on Nickelodeon. So uh, very exciting to have you on the show, John. Thanks for coming Happy on. to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for talking drama with us. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's about to get... Uh, Spicy, saucy, um, all sexy, sexy. That's right. All the S words. HBO. We know drama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that too. <laughs> Did I get that right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, John, we'd like to start off our show by asking our guests, what is something that is recently alarming you? What is something that's keeping you up at night? Well, my Boyfriend is about to do the LA Marathon. And so that's on Sunday. Whoa. But wow. we went to a Halloween party on Saturday. And mm. I we didn't even think about it. Like, oh my God, what if we get COVID and then you can't race? So I don't think Does we, he have COVID? No, we don't. Oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go get tested. He's getting tested tomorrow, but I'm gonna get tested after this. But it wasn't even a thought, like, because everything's gotten more comfortable. So it's just like we should have thought about that. It, it would just really suck if he ends up not being able yeah. to do the marathon. After and all training. the training? Yeah. Oh. It's weird because now we're having to plan two weeks ahead. I know what mm-hmm. you're talking about. It's like I can't go anywhere. I can't go to a supermarket because in two weeks I'll have to do something that's important to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to live. <laughs> um, you know something that was... incredibly uh, eye-opening. I I wouldn't say it was eye-opening, but I was re-watching Sex in the City, the movie, and no no COVID. No COVID in sight. Those were the days. Yeah. Um, All I kept thinking was in those bar scenes and those restaurant scenes, no one is wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Everyone is making out with everyone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's like a New Year's Eve uh, scene as well. Where it's like everyone's kissing, you know, two people just kiss randomly. And it's mm. just like, uh, you know, watching movies from before mm-hmm. COVID times gives you anxiety now in COVID times. Because you think of mm. all the potential COVID spreads. Right. In those Carrie movies. does wear a bird on her head, though, at one point. Okay. Yeah. You remember? In the yes, wedding dress? Yes. So there is, I mean, it's not really a mask, but there's, oh. <laughs> there's face gear <laughs> happening. <laughs> Oh, so they're getting the now. COVID mixed up with swine flu or something. Yes, exactly. I know. Yeah, that's what I thought. Flu. I was about to make fun of you for it, but uh, that was a, a different thing you were talking about. Yeah, it's fun to watch those shows and be like, no one. No one's wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. <It's> unreal. <laughs> Just, Just like yell at them. How unsafe. Like irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
So why don't we dive right into this very, uh, you know, one of TV's greatest tragedies. Uh, I guess you could say also films greatest tragedies, which was the the Carrie and Big wedding. Mm. Raise your hand if you cried during the Sex and the City movie. Okay, wow. Just for the listeners, just, just Rebecca, <laughs> just, just Rebecca. Rebecca is raising her hand. I had to think about it. I was upset, but I don't think I could cry. <laughs> When, when did you cry? When did you cry? Yeah. What at what moment did you cry, Rebecca? Oh, um, I cried well, I cried oddly, uh, during the, the well, the Miranda situation, you know, when she gets back together with Steve, right? When mm-hmm. they meet in the book on the Brooklyn Bridge. But I also cried for um Carrie. I just it breaks my heart. This movie yeah. breaks my heart. Um, you, you know what gets me is that moment when she's just smashed the flowers over Big's head after, you know, he like they stop on the street and she's trying to get back in the car and Big's like, Carrie, and Charlotte points at no. uh, him and goes, no, yeah. no, that always really, I was like, oh, that's like maybe her finest moment of acting in the whole series because it seems the most genuine. It really made. is. And then she waddles off in her tight yes. dress. Yes. <laughs> she's also brilliant. I, I want I it's a little bit unclear if it's supposed to be a comedic moment when she waddles off like when she's like <laughs> scampering back into the car it's unclear but it's it's a beautiful television uh, you know I keep saying it's a television moment no it's a film it's a film <laughs> I remember um, when they shot that scene uh or like uh it was in like the papers like uh the daily news like them shooting that scene of her in the wedding dress uh-huh uh, like a big just, spoiler? Yeah, big spoiler. Oh, yeah. I'm glad and I didn't see people the watching them film. Yes, there's oh. a moment where there's she steps out of the car. And I just noticed this because I watched it recently for the first time. But she's stepping out of the car with the dress for the first time. And there's straight up just a woman who is clearly not an extra <laughs> who just like her jaw <laughs> drops to the floor. She's like, oh, like totally gagged by the dress. And I was like, that's real. <laughs> Um, I, I just remembered the exact moment that I cried, um, other than the Miranda and Steve moment. Um, it's when she's reading her emails and it's the the love stories, the love letters from like mm. Beethoven and, and all the other whatever. And then it's his uh, love letter in the end. Um, it just gets me every time. It gets mm. me. <laughs> I'm thinking a moment that made me emotional is when Carrie arrives at Miranda's door for New Year's Eve. Like, I didn't cry, but I definitely went like. (laughs) (laughs) Also, because I know like that she must have she's a good friend. That's where you're like, oh, Carrie's a really good friend, because to get out of bed and to try and get a cab on New Year's Eve and then to get on the subway in the cold in those heels, because, you know, there's snows. Yeah. Well, she's downtown now because she moved out of Brooklyn at this point. Um, she's in, uh, I think it's Chinatown where she lives. Now, if you go back to that scene where Miranda calls Carrie and Carrie's already in bed, she picks up the phone and you see, they did this on purpose. There's a Uh clock next to the phone and you see the time. It says like 1130. And then she leaves her apartment and then she runs by something that also has a clock and it says like 1145. And so mm. it's like, how long did it take her to get to Miranda? And also like, 
because right when she arrives, it's New Year's. Yeah, she gets it just in time. It's so cool. And we discovered it during uh, quarantine, like because we watched the movie like 20 times um, (laughs) that there were clues of like what time it was like. We paused it. We're like, where's the clock? There it is. Like they did. And you know, New York. So you're like, you know, whether it's realistic, if you should get that far in that amount of time. Right. Right. Like you have the inside scoop. Yeah. She must live right by the subway because I mean, she's on the Upper East Side. I'm assuming she took the six all the way down to... uh, what Union what stop Square, would that have been? And then transfer to like a. She's going to Chinatown, so it's. You, I, could, take, I, you could take the six all the way down to Chinatown. You got to get down to Bowery or something, right? Yeah. Um, Maybe the BQE situation to get further. <laughs> anyway, east. that would have taken way more than a half hour, don't you think, John? Yeah. I. I but. Maybe That's it was like eleven magic. twenty. Maybe it was eleven twenty. Oh, okay. But if you go, if you go back, you'll see that the time where she starts. <laughs> oh, and we will go back. We will be watching this movie on loop. It's a two-hour, two and a half-hour movie. It's an um, event. They yeah, take really their time. <laughs> now, it's uh, four chat or four, uh, was it um, like a uh, four acts? It's not four acts. Is it really? Oh. I think it is. Yeah. Huh. I mean, people were so hungry for more sex in the city at this point because the series had ended and people were so obsessed with it. I think that people were so like down for a long yeah. movie. You know? Well, it, it, I clocked it. The, the breakup of the wedding, like she, she, the, the wedding doesn't fall apart until the first, the end of the first hour. Yeah. It's 60 minutes of wedding. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That that's like the first act of a movie. It's like, oh, he doesn't show up at the wedding, but no, they give you sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Uh, one of the you know history's greatest uh, breakups. I, 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 it's like, do we spoil it for people or do we not? Right. Well, it's two thousand and eight. I don't think you're technically spoil. You can't spoil yeah. anything we're, after we're in a safety zone for spoiler alerts. Yeah. At this point. Okay, fine. So you know, momentary breakups, we'll call it. And first up, I think we should put up on the board social pressure. Now, this is according to Hadley Freeman in the Guardian, and they say in the films, uh, in the films, the message is women want to ring at all self-abasing costs. In the show, Carrie rejected Aiden, who was perfect on so many levels, because she couldn't, no matter how hard she tried, bring herself to marry him. The show didn't judge her or him for that, nor did it get at her for being, quote, quote, old the way the film does. If the movies have killed the Sex and the City dream, then in retrospect, its death its death rose could be seen in the last series with its insistence that Carrie had to get together with Mr. Big in the end. Never mind if it was totally out of character for both of them. Never mind if it went against everything the show once said about women not needing to put up with men who make them feel like crap. So interesting. You know, uh, the, the movie does go in a different direction than what the TV show kind of set out to do. And it's, I don't know, in a way you could blame it on focus. This feels like a focus group reaction. Hmm. You know, it's like uh, they, 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 they did a, a, a focus group for, and asked people like, what did, 
you not like about the series or how it ended. And they're just like, I just wanted her to have that happy ending, that wedding, you know? And then they're like, okay, fine. That's what the movie will be. Even though it goes against like everything that the show was trying to be. They gave the baby the bottle. They give their baby the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, here's your bottle, you little baby. But, but I feel are like you it, saying that? Yeah. Sorry, John, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, are you saying that social p- pressure of the viewing public is to blame? Is that what you're saying? I think it's a social pressure of the viewing public as well as society. You know, in the, the viewing public is society in this case, right? What about society for the characters that are Carrie and Miranda, and et cetera? Like, uh, is that part of social pressure too? Like they, as you know, fictional humans felt social pressure to get married? Yeah. And in a way, you could say that the legal system, uh, 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 you know, uh, not attributes, but... Contributes? Contributes. Thank you, Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> so close with that word. Um, contributes to that uh, kind of social pressure, right? Because the reason that she says that she is going to, she wants to get married, or she even brings up the topic, is because she feels like she's not going to have any legal rights if if the apartment Goes away. Yes, I I talked my my husband's a lawyer for some of you who may know, and we talked about this when we watched it. And one of the things that came up was marriage law and the idea that the necessity to get married at a fear of losing any kind of assets that you might have built together with a person and having no right to them because one person technically owns them. Right? It seems so like it seems fundamentally unfair that you could do something with someone, build something together with someone, but because of like a simple document that you haven't signed, half of you don't have any interest in that thing that you've built together, whether that's like owning a home and, you know, improving your home, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But that, I agree. That's a huge catalyst for her to, who she herself at the beginning was like, we're just, we're together. We are who we are. Like, yeah, wasn't even thinking about marriage. John, what were you going to say beforehand? I was just thinking like they were like, well, the focus group wants us to get have her be married, but let's do it our way. And so they <laughs> they did it in a way where it was not romantic at like it wasn't a romantic proposal. It seemed very like legal, as you were saying. Um, and then, yeah, she got carried away with it and then ruined the wedding and then broke up. So then they weren't going to get married. And then, you know. At the end, they did just the legal signing thing at City Hall. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, what can we... I I know that it it is social pressure, but I feel like it's something more than just social pressure. Could it be, like, marriage laws? (laughs) I think we should... uh, Yeah, something along there, like... It's weird because, like, marriage laws are good. Well, I feel like those are two things that are separate that could be... Um, both put up on the board, right? Uh huh. One is, um, I don't know how you'd put that because you could have had the deed in two people's names. There are advantages to getting married, sort of taxes and stuff, but for this specific instance, I think it was because Big pulled the trigger on the apartment first, so it was only in his name. Yes. Right? And then she was yes. like, well, what about my half? Like, that was, that to me is just, 
you know, he was just a trick, a quick trigger finger there. Sort of but impulse smart on buying. her part to protect herself. To of be course, like, I gotta of look course. after myself because you've I'm been just married saying, twice. Yeah. Yeah, you, you bring up... <laughs> Mister. I mean... Well, you bring up a really interesting point, Chris. You're making me think of like big big in his big dog ways you know mm-hmm. where he pulled the trigger a little too quickly he's just, she was like we can't afford this right mm-hmm. and he's just like i'll take care of it and <laughs> they didn't have the conversation of like how are we gonna pay for right. this and it's only until later where she's like well i guess i'm gonna have to sell my apartment because i can't afford this thing that you bought that for you us. bought right <laughs> It's a funny moment in this in that movie too, where he's like, "She's like, welcome home," and she's like, "We can afford this," and he's like, "I got it," and he just turns around and says, "Okay, let's sign some papers." I'm like, "That's not how buying a house works." I got it. Ever. <laughs> he it's just said, the- "I got it." Yeah. <laughs> just go up to a real estate agent and just wink and say, "I got it," and then the house is yours. That's how, that's how it is. Um, I I don't so know. Sh- I feel I, I feel like he was a little qu- quick to pull the trigger. Um, so Biggs, Biggs, um, uh, not aggressive, I, but like uh, I called it big dog, like you know, or or just like Biggs, big dog style. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there's also like a um, chivalry complex thing going on mm. there, where he feels like he needs to whatever, like make a, a generous statement about their. You know, he he wants to wow her with yeah. her, with his spending or whatever. Which then kind of goes it's peacocking, into, kind of. Yeah, there's a peacocking, and there yes, there's a peacocking, which is like, if we think about mm-hmm. Sex in the City and how it is like, you know, a female fantasy of sorts, right? Mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. where we're living in a city where there are no sexually transmitted diseases. <laughs> yes, number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Friends, you know, it's like you got your core group of friends in New York City and like the only apparently like the only thing you have to worry about is like finding a boyfriend and looking really cute and, you know, getting into like the hot spots of the city. Right. Um, And then like all the guys are hot. And they're all attracted to you. And there is like this, but but like we're independent women, but also we love like chivalry, you know? So mm-hmm. there's like this, this back and forth that is honestly like very, it's one of the appealing parts of the show and the mm-hmm. movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's a fantasy. Right. Yeah. That's where the sure. t- tension of the show, a lot of it sure. was there. You know? Um, but that kind of gets in the way of this marriage. I guess he he is he he is too much of a peacock. It's, he's too chivalrous okay. at the moment. So we'll throw that up there. And Chival- then, what do we call that then? Too chivalrous or chivalrous comp- chivalry peacocking? Sh- chivalry? Chival- chivalry. Chival- <laughs> I, I wouldn't qualify that as no, chivalry you're right. though. Yeah, like, you're it, right. To me, it was it was not very thoughtful of him to do that. It was it was an old fashioned kind of uh, peacocking move for him to do that. I don't think that's chivalry. Yeah. So uh, I'll just call it old fashioned peacocking. Does that yeah. suffice? That, that <laughs> okay. is actually pretty good. Was social Did we want to put marriage law or some iteration of that up there? Because we don't have that. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, when, it, when it comes to like pertaining, uh, uh, I was going to call it land, but. How about, okay. benef- how about legal benefits of being a married person? Sure, sure. 
<laughs> this specificity is really making me laugh. Well, it's true. I mean, that's what it is. Um, okay, so we've covered that. I also want to talk about Vivian Westwood and put her up on the board, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. The designer of the dress. That's right. And just like that, Vivian Westwood kicked my sweet little suit's ass, says Carrie Bradshaw in the movie. When the two casually decide to wed, Carrie and Big agree to a simple wedding. Carrie purchases a stylish white suit at a vintage shop. However, when Vivian Westwood gifts Carrie a couture wedding gown, the wedding plans change. Big seems disturbed that the guest list has bloated to 200. And Carrie coyly responds, it's the dress. Look, you play poker, right? Well, the dress up the ante. Do you get that, Chris? Because you play poker. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you two have my their... blood. <laughs> That's right. I'm all in. I'm all in. Full house and a straight. <laughs> the two have their first fight about the wedding planning with Mr. Big expressing he doesn't want a big wedding. He just wants Carrie and would prefer to go to City Hall. Carrie responds, I think it's a bit too late for City Hall. All right, so, get ready for this. Are you excited? You better be. If you sit, you want. If you're sitting, you better stand. If you're standing, you better sit. Because to get this, I've got the biggest put up on the board thing ever, and I think we're going to finally get our white whale, the okay. fashion industry. <gasps> la 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 Why? la la. Why? Why? Spe- because this was of a, this. Yes, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fashion, Miranda, um, her outfits finally looked cool. In this movie, it's like- <laughs> a great observation. I feel like in the most show- improved, most improved <laughs> fashion style. In the show, That's they right. threw like burlap bags on her for yeah. overalls. Well, she was a lawyer; she didn't have time for fashion, right? Or John's right. They haircuts. definitely could have done yeah. something. <laughs> that is so funny. Also, fun Talk- fact: whenever they're eating at the diner or wherever they eat it's only miranda that's eating and every <laughs> scene. oh my god wow. she's always going like this <laughs> caring she, everybody else plays with their food you're right yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why she was always in burlap bags because she would eat and get stains on her nice clothes i love hmm. miranda <laughs> yeah. um Okay, before I, I, this is another tangent that I'm going to go off of that is somewhat related to the fashion industry. But how about that moment when uh, Samantha comes back from being in LA LA, uh, too long with Smith and she like shows up with her dog and they look at her like, (gasps) that's an insane scene. It's. about right she walks in and all they can talk about is how she's gained weight and she literally looks the exact same way Mm -hmm. and she's like what can i do i'm eating my feelings and they're like you didn't know you couldn't tell that you've gotten this big and she's like i just haven't been looking in the mirror and they're like hello they're they're like what you're massive essentially and (laughs) that doesn't really hold up very well like only 10 something years later, right? Yeah, it's like, because it's literally insane. insane. She looks the exact same way. She's wearing a crop top, and but she looks the same. Mm-hmm. Do, you, can, do you agree, John? I mean... When I first saw it, I was like, she doesn't look any different. But I guess that's the narrative they want to push on us. Is that she ate too much guacamole in that giant hat? <laughs> well, I wonder, I wonder if she was supposed to gain more weight. 
and then she, and she refused to or something like that. I don't know. I mean, then they ha- they added this line where it's like you you're you're beautiful any size you are, but you're but. massive. I mean, the the uh, you know the what they're implying is like you're massive. It's it's a wild scene. Anyway, fashion industry. <laughs> fashion industry. I think you can also put uh put up the the emperor's new clothes, but that'll get rolled into the fashion industry. So I, I just think that the Vivian Westwood dress that was so spectacular, like. I don't know, like, okay, fine. Maybe it's a nice dress, but don't you think like the way fashion goes, like you look back at something and like in 10 years, it'll look like dumb or normal or I don't know, whatever. I have something that I think encompasses both fashion industry and Vivian Westwood. And it's my big push for this episode. Okay. Wow. Are you guys ready for it? Ready, okay. Freddy. Ready. It's the what I call the wedding industrial complex. <gasps> Put it up. I love the sound love, of it. I love that, Clayton. <laughs> I love where you're at. Here's what I'm going to say just to defend this, right? I mean, the wedding industry is like a billions and billions of Got dollars. Got it. This industry. Got there the whole magazines. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Everything. And if you look to the beginning of the film, Carrie herself, like when he even suggests we should get married because she's worried about like protecting herself. He's like, do you want a diamond? She's like, no, I don't want a diamond. Like she's, she's not like traditional wants to be the like big bride. Mm -hmm. Right. And in the end, they end up having like the simple, lovely wedding at the courthouse with a simple, lovely dress that she bought. But because she gets in this photo shoot and because, you know, she's a famous writer and because Vivian Westwood gives her a wedding dress, which is good for her because she's selling dresses. She's part of the industry it blows up into something that they both don't want, but you got, you just like get sucked into and anyone who's ever planned a wedding, you know how easy it is to be like, Oh, maybe we should do this thing. That's ridiculous. because uh-huh. It's your wedding. You know what I mean? And you feel like it's the only time. So I really feel like Carrie was the victim of this wedding industrial complex. I absolutely love that. And you know, a big contributor to that would be Charlotte. Because Big she's time. the one who got her the wedding planner. So if it wasn't for Charlotte and Mario Cantone, uh, who plays the wedding planner in the show, um, then y- Carrie would have just used her regular suit she uh, that she had already purchased and those were two big contributors you know they're part of the wedding industry and they i I thought they they played a big part in having this wedding wedding kind of just blow over so i think that that's an important distinction right there's the wedding industrial complex but then there's charlotte now Uh, her obsession with the wedding and weddings and she that was her whole stick through the whole series right 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 so but but i think we can put charlotte up on the board entirely as, as that could be her fault okay Okay. okay, Charlotte's on there. Um, I also want to put up commitment phobia. This is from Gross uh, Rose Graceling Moore for for Screen Rant says, "Big is all about game playing. He leaves Carrie on the hook. He's terrible at calling or following through, and then he'll pop up and a, with a charming smile and something to make it up to her. It's not a healthy way of communicating or respecting each other at all. Neither Big nor Carrie are particularly good with commitment, although Carrie would definitely claim that this is all on Big's side. Admittedly, he is much more commitment-phobic than she is and even leaves her at the altar in the first film, ouch, but she has 
her own issues with settling down and ever never ends up selling her own private apartment. They continually break up, but ne- neither truly moves on, something that is unfair to both of them and also to the other people that they date. They are constantly calling it quits and then getting back together, and it just seems exhausting. Wow. You know what it is? There's mm-hmm. something to that. There's like a narcissistic personality uh, disorder happening. Whoa. <laughs> Well, it's they really are at the center of these. Like they put themselves at the center of everything. Wouldn't you say that? I don't know. Carrie just seems to me uh, everything's about her. I, I she's one of Ooh. like I watch the show. I really like it, and I like the stories or whatever, yeah. and I, and whatever. But she is a like if you just like think about it for one second, she's like a really horrible person. I think. Well, she's what do you she's think? a horrible person, and also <laughs> if any of the girls bring up a topic like. Miranda's like, oh, my dad died. Carrie be like, that reminds me. Big's on his way here. Like, she like <laughs> turned the conversation into her, onto herself. If you go back and watch him again, like, you'll see in every scene, she just ignores what they say and she starts talking about herself. <laughs> Makes well, good jokes. She has all good one-liners, but doesn't really engage. Right. Isn't there a theory that really these four women are just one human? It's like... Uh, <laughs> Isn't it just a psychopath? Did I did I make this? Yes, it's they're just all three sides. Eating eating four lunches at every sitting. It's like a yes, like some kind of like uh, person, multiple personality disorder or something. (laughs) Did I make did I make that up? It might be out there. I'm sure it's out there. Um, but yeah, they're they're just like all one person. And they're they're like the different sides to one person, so it would make sense that Carrie's just like, well, I don't care about you. Let's mm-hmm. <laughs> let's focus more on me. <laughs> but it does speak to okay. When circling back to the events of the film, it does speak to you know the Carrie's personality, and maybe we can just put Carrie up on the board uh-huh. for letting it get out of control. Like if they had an agreement about a small wedding to begin with, it's like. You got to check your impulses at at when the big decisions are going to come your way or opportunities even. There's you don't have to wear that Vivian Westwood dress. Like why do you have mm-hmm. to do that? That's a choice, and I think it's rooted in Carrie's. You know, I mean, she fancies herself as like you know, I don't know, maybe less of a. I just think she's a total like a narcissist, and but she thinks she's like not one or something. I don't know. Something that goes back to this point that John and Chris are making too, that I think you were going to bring up, but it just seems natural to bring it up now is that at the wedding, she's surrounded by like so many people going to the, to the, the library to get married. Mm -hmm. And John is literally just sitting by himself. Like, where are the groomsmen? Well, that's something I was going to bring up. Right. Um, Why is he alone on his freaking wedding day? No male friends. Uh, Big's lack of friends I wanted to put up on the board. Now, first, if we're going to put Carrie up on the board, let's put Big for obvious reasons. He's the one who leaves, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, But let's talk about Big's lack of friends. This is uh, listener Carrie Gallagher wrote in and said... Big got the jitters the night before the wedding and the morning of. If he had a group of friends or even just one, I think they could have talked it (laughs) out and he'd have showed up at the wedding on time. Crisis averted. But no, he had no one to talk to and ended up dithering, hence being late and caring, believing he stood her up. So he's calling her. She's like his only friend, right? right? Mm -hmm. Robert Ebert says, what about Mr. Big himself as played by Chris Noth? Noth or Noth? Noth. 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 Okay. Chris, Chris Noth. 
Yeah, Chris, Chris Noth. Noth. No. Um, he's so unreal. He verges on the surreal. He's so passive. He stands there or lies there as if consciously posing as the ideal lover. But he's kind of slow, square, <laughs> colorless. <laughs> Notice how when an old friend shouts rude things about him at an important dinner. Oh, this is at the engagement. Uh, the the dinner before the wedding, yep. uh, the dress rehearsal, he hardly seems to hear them or to know he's having dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he is a square. He's just a big square. <laughs> yeah. I kind of tend to agree there. You also just don't, you don't just not show up. Okay. Now, um, uh-huh. Uh, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, remember, remember. Shoot. I know. We'll give it a second. Can I, uh, maybe I'll throw one in there. John will, John will probably remember what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. So I also think we should throw up on the board the Big Apple, New York City itself. Ooh. I, I think, Tell me why. Uh, well, I, I just think that part of the premise of the show is that, you know, the city is where these people come and they're career minded. They push their uh, personal relationships, i.e. their, you know, um, love lives. Uh, they push them back on the on their the calendar of their lives. I'm not explaining this well, mm, but mm. in New York is an industry town. People are career obsessed. They get married later in life, and it puts more pressure on the marriage. Puts mm. more pressure on making the right decision because people feel like they're up against a clock. I think. Well, and it's so, so visible, right? It's a big city. There's so many people. They're all one-upping each other, right? Because you're there. If you, go, you know, if you're someone who goes to New York, there's a part of you that is okay with that attention, right? You're you're you you're okay. You you want to. It's the concrete succeed, jungle where right? dreams are made of. Yeah. Um. So that just lends itself to a bunch of people just wanting to one-up each other, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to weddings, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, well, I was going to relationship. Sorry, go, John. I was, was going to say that um, his it was his third marriage, yes, um, which also Carrie should have picked up on. Like, oh, let's not have the biggest wedding possible because it is your third wedding. So, like, <laughs> right? He says that too. He's like, think about how this makes me look at yeah. some point when they're when she's talking about what it's yeah. become. Yeah, I've always felt a little weird about that because it's her first. I agree so then, with that too. Right? It, I get <laughs> it. I get it. I get it's it. like you're. It's his third, but it's her first. So I there's got to be something in that. the middle. Well, That's basic, the thing, though. It's, it's, it's her I've, first, but she didn't want. I mean, it seems clear that what she right. wanted was right on par with what he wanted. Right. Right. It, yes. Right. In the beginning, yeah, she in does kind of give that off, and then it becomes something bigger. But the dress. Like yeah. Um, there's two things I want to put up on the board and we have to, before we forget, number one, we have to put Miranda up and her cynicism, right? Mm -hmm. She's, Mm -hmm. uh, married with a child and a demanding career. Miranda and Steve are experiencing a sexual drought in their relationship. When Steve cheats on Miranda, she refuses to forgive him and moves out of the Brooklyn, their Brooklyn brownstone on the night before the wedding. Miranda fights with Steve only to run into Mr. Big and say, you two are crazy to get married. Marriage ruins everything. That night, Big calls Carrie doubting that they should go through with the marriage. Carrie convinces him to stick with it. Even after the pep talk that that next morning, Big still needs reassurance. Hmm. Could it have been Miranda? Um, she was the catalyst. I mean, that she made it happen. She put the idea in his head. She's mm-hmm. the whole reason yeah. he didn't come. <laughs> Although, 
Well, we'll discuss this, I'm sure, during the uh, crossing off process. But it's like, if you really are sure about someone, does a side, you know, an offhanded comment change it all for you suddenly? Right. And he knows the con. Well, does he know that there was a cheating moment between her and Steve? Uh, Unclear. Yeah, yeah, he might not know. He might not know. Um. So we'll put that up. And finally, we do have to, unfortunately, I think, put Lily the flower girl up on the board. Excuse me? Yes. Yes. I know why. <laughs> oh, yeah. She hangs up the phone. And she puts she, it in a little purse, right? She does. In her little cupcake purse. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is according to E! News. The morning of the wedding, Big had tried to reach Carrie on the phone, but the bride-to-be was busy putting on her Vivian Westwood dress and fancy bird hat. As a result, the adorable flower girl, Charlotte's daughter, Lily, picked up the cell instead, thinking it was just a toy, then hung it up on the desperate groom and stuffed the phone into her little cupcake purse. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess this was back in the day, too, like... I, there's a joke how like someone hands her an iPhone and she doesn't know how to use it. Like yes. uh, smartphones are not really a thing yet. And I guess it is unbelievable in 2008 that you're not as attached to your phone. Mm-hmm. You know what True. I mean? Like now it's like, oh, why would I just be for hours without my phone and not think, where's my phone? That was that in the movie. Just her. When she's like, I don't know how to use this. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's understandable that she wouldn't think it's weird that she's just away from her old flip phone for hours on end like versus now where we're all attached to our smartphones like yeah (laughs) that really ages carrie i feel like her (laughs) that scene is that's so interesting (laughs) that scene where she like yells at all of her friends because big didn't show up um where she's in the wedding dress and she's like get me out of (laughs) here Like, you can walk, Carrie. Um, like, <laughs> there's, remember in the series where she's in the dress and she's like, get me out of this. Yes. Oh, yes. So she, whenever she's in a wedding dress, she's always like yelling at her friends to do something for her. Like, it's true. Just unzip it. Cut me yeah. out of it. Cut me out of it. <laughs> get me out of here. There's the door. Um, the amount of flip phones in this uh, movie is really eye-catching for me. Right. Indeed. Uh huh. Um, okay. So, I, is there anything else that we want to put up on the board before we start crossing things off? Hmm. Did we get it all? I feel like we did. If it comes up, we'll deal with it. Like, should we just throw Samantha up there because we've got uh, Charlotte and Miranda already? <laughs> well, Samantha was like she hung up the phone quickly after she said she's going to get married. Yeah. Right. Right. And then she, yeah, like, she first, was against it. First seed yeah. of doubt. She oh. called her back and said, she's like, I'm sorry. I thought I was in shock. Like you were in my do not marry list and now I have to move you. So yeah, she was okay. against it. Okay. Uh, so she, maybe she should have been more forceful and say, you're making a mistake. That's not yeah. your fault. Yes. Yeah. That's what suggesting. Samantha's yeah. complacency. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break and then we're going to start crossing things off the list. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, so who's to blame for Carrie and Big's wedding? Is it social pressure, Big's big dog style, old-fashioned peacocking, legal benefits of being a married person, Vivian Westwood, the fashion industry, wedding industrial complex, Charlotte, commitment phobia, Carrie allowing things to spiral out of control, Big's lack of friends, Big for leaving, the Big Apple, Miranda and her cynicism, Lily the Flower Girl, or Samantha's complacency. Quite the list. Woo! Quite the list. Quite the list. I think we should start off by taking a lot of bigs here. Yeah, we should fold some bigs into some other bigs. (laughs) Do we take Lily the Flower Girl off first? She's just a kid, am I right? (laughs) It was already happening. We can't blame her. Yeah. I mean, also, couldn't Big have called someone else? Right. Like, did he not have uh, Charlotte's phone number did. or he something? He probably was like, I don't need it. I'm not they, they've been best again. friends forever. Mm. <laughs> and the thing, too, just like, so I just feel like we have to say this. The line that he has when he's like, I, when he leaves the voicemail, I was like, I just need to know it's going to be you and me. Like, that's the stupid, like, you need her just <laughs> to say that silly, dumb line, and then you'll run to the church. Like, come on. It's so weak. It is. And also, I'm just realizing that he does have those girls' number, the the friends' numbers, because in the end, when they get married in the the city hall, he's like, I called your friends. Mm. Didn't, you know? Right. So, (laughs) what the hell? What the hell? What the hell, bag? What the hell, bag? (laughs) (laughs) No! Um... Okay, what are we going to do here? I need some help, guys. Well, I feel like... Okay, so I think we can take Big's big dog style, Big for leaving, and Big's lack of friends, and just just call... I mean, this is this is all describing bang, the one yeah. person, the personality. Yeah. So we should just say Big. Okay. Big Bang Theory. The, bi- <laughs> the Big Bang Theory for starting it all. It is our... <laughs> so we're doing Big's big dog style... Yeah. Big's lack of friends. And what was the other thing that we're folding into? Big? And big for leaving. Well, big for leaving. Just turn that into big himself. Right, right. And because we'll, we roll it all into big. Yes, yeah. Big. And I also think that we can fold Vivian Westwood into the fashion industry. 
Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost, as much as I wanted kill you know fashion industry i've been you know trying to get it into jail and i did eventually get it but i feel like the wedding industrial complex is more to blame than the fashion mm-hmm. industry in this one fashion, well, fashion is a big part, part of, of yeah for sure um, so should we yeah, fold that into escalator. wedding later yeah yeah but it wasn't okay. maybe the um and the old fashioned peacocking i feel can be Folded into big himself. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, what about the legal benefits of being a married person? Is that that does, does fold that into alone? social pressure, right? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, that yes. that that is to me what I don't know. I think that's distinct from social pressure because to me that was that scene where Big was like, "Well, then let's just get married." Right. Um, it was more a legal thing for him, and that was what started the avalanche. But so, her friends were pressuring her to about, about what are you going to do if, he, like, you know, Miranda has that thing. She, she has those big to, gold square earrings and like funky yes. bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But she's pressuring her like to do something to protect herself because Big bought this apartment, right? And so she needs to do something. So there's definitely okay. like a correlation there. Let's keep those separate then. Um, and I think we can, the commitment phobia, I'm just not buying right yeah. now. Yeah. I think it's more than that. I also think the Big Apple perhaps didn't make them chill out, but I don't think it is to blame. I think it's deeper <laughs> than that. I also want to take Samantha's complacency yes. off. Yes. <laughs> I think if anything, Charlotte are, and Miranda are bigger <laughs> players. Should we have put the extra four pounds that Samantha gained up on the board? <laughs> four the pounds. Act, I mean, four, it's actual like, four, it, it, it might equally, be a half a pound that equally she distributed. Right. Four equally distributed across her body pounds, barely <laughs> discernible. <laughs> Unreal. Um, what about okay. Charlotte? I mean, is Charlotte ultimately to blame for this, do you think? or should this, She we, might be. Um, so she might be. There? I think we can take Miranda's cynicism off because, again, mm. I don't think this offhanded comment really was the the thing that brought down the House of Cards. Especially the guy. Well, I mean, it could if he's thinking you're right. I've been married twice and I've been divorced twice. But yeah, but I, I just don't buy it. Yeah, it's a it's a little comment. Um, social. So we've got social pressure, legal benefits of being a married person. Wedding industrial complex, Charlotte, Carrie, allowing things to spiral out of control and big. And I, what do you think, Clayton? Well, I, I think Carrie allowing things to spiral out of control really just falls under the like either social pressure or like wedding industrial complex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, I also think the legal benefits of being a married person, you could look into that, but... I wonder if there's a correlation between that and the wedding industrial complex. I mean, mm. it, it is. Oof. I mean, think about how many jobs and how many how much revenue is created from weddings. Like, wouldn't you, as a um, as a nation or a state, want to want to uh, benefit from that in some way? And so, wouldn't you ma- try and incentivize people to get married? Ooh. Chris, can you Google how like how big the wedding industry industry is like currently? Sure, I yeah. can. I'd love to hear a number. That. I'm sure it's insane. Oh. Um, while he's doing that, I, a part of me thinks that 
Charlotte just got like carried away with that too. Sure. I mean, she's so excited for her friend and she's like, she's like, so like, you know, traditional in that sense. Like she has, she has that scene in the restaurant where she embarrasses Carrie being like 10 years. Mm I've been dating for 10 years. Wow, um, it averages the wedding industry in the United States averages over sixty billion dollars a year. Wow. Wow. A Big, year. Yeah. And that Big figure time. doesn't include honeymoon industry, which is estimated between four and eight billion dollars a year. Oh, oh wow. God. So, so wedding is big business. So are we taking Charlotte off? Um here's where I'm thinking. I think I'm thinking that the wedding industrial complex gets thrown into the alarmist jail and that we do slap big, but because a relationship is, you know, two people, I think Carrie kind of should maybe get the backhand. Wow. Just because their communication, like it feels like an issue that could have been solved. They've been dating for 10 years now. 10 years is a long time. Have they not gone to a therapist, like a couples counselor or something like that? They needed some kind of way to communicate so that this kind of thing doesn't happen. Hmm. I think that's fair because, you know, it takes two to tango, as they say. And it's like, yes, I like that she does bear some responsibility because as you see it kind of play out in the movie, Mm -hmm. like, she's going against what her instincts were telling her in the first place. And and I think the communication thing is so key. Like if you're getting married to someone, if you're planning something and you talk to, I guess anyone who's planned a wedding and the other person's like less involved, <laughs> like that's, you get frustrated and you're like, no, you will participate. Like, you're not just going to be like, <laughs> you just stay over there and just show up on the day. You know? I mean, <laughs> uh, but I mean, that depends on the expectations going in. You know what I mean? Those are the conversations they just didn't have though. It was to your point, Clayton. Like I, I think there could be a, a person who's perfectly happy just showing up on the day and not sure. It's a wedding about, about two people. But, but, like, but you want people sometimes. to be represented in like yep, you have the to say theme I do. or design or, you know, Hmm. True. It's true, and he keeps say- he keeps saying it's you and me. And that was right? a big yeah. that was a big argument with Rebecca and I at our <laughs> wedding. I wanted it to just be a little figurine of me at the top of the cake with a big <laughs> holding my arms out and big smile on my face. Uh, and you know, my big, yeah. with the big. Pup. I had to force my way into that cake top. <laughs> and she said that that's totally unacceptable, uh-huh. total deal breaker. And I had to bend a little, that's and that's right. where a compromise came. Hey, in. you guys found love in New York City. You're just like Carrie. True, true. Oh my God, I am Carrie. Yes. <laughs> God, the least okay, likable but- person on TV. <laughs> um, uh, before I call this, we should decide who we are as the foursome, as a foursome. So okay. like Chris is Samantha, obviously. Because I'm fat. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I have a... Um, John, are you like, Charlotte? I'm- Carrie with Charlotte Rising, or what's the? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Uh, (laughs) We're all Carrie, but what's Rising for us? I mean, right? I'm 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 Charlotte with maybe Carrie Rising. Carrie with Charlotte Rising. Is that what you are too? Yeah. Oh, Oh, okay. So we're opposites. (laughs) 
I think I think that works. And Clayton, you have to be Miranda. I'm Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, great. So I'm going to call it, now that we figured that out, I'm going to call it Big, you're getting the big slap. Watch out, Carrie. Here comes the backhand. The wedding industrial complex. You're going to the alarmist jail. And weddings will never be the same after this because there will be no industry. <laughs> We've decimated the $60 billion wedding industry with this one episode. Um, thank you so much, John, for joining us today and helping us get to the bottom of this terrible, sad, you know, mm-hmm. historic tragedy. Oh, that my was pleasure. If you ever want to talk. and Big Wedding. <laughs> yes, next year. <laughs> Every year for Thanksgiving, we'll get together and talk about this. After Carrie and Big's wedding, according to the website Television of Yore, following the failed wedding, Carrie retreats back to Charlotte's apartment and sips hard liquor while staring despondently into space and muttering to the gals about how numb she feels. She sadly says she booked a honeymoon trip to Mexico and sadly charged it on her credit card because she wanted to surprise Big. Samantha breezes into the room and says she couldn't get Carrie out of her expensive honeymoon, so instead, she booked the three of them to join her in the luxury Mexican villa. After the girls' honeymoon in Mexico, Carrie picks up the pieces of her life and hires an assistant, played by Jennifer Hudson. Hudson reminds her that today is the final day that she and Big have possession of the Fifth Avenue penthouse, which means it's her last opportunity to fetch the overpriced blue stilettos she left in the mammoth closet and for some reason never thought to retrieve earlier. Carrie ends the call and rushes off. She races to the penthouse, and in the closet, we see that Big is there, holding the blue shoes. He says he was going to return them to her, and Carrie dramatically drops everything she's holding and runs into his arms. The two smooch, then end up rolling around on the floor together, where they pontificate the abysmal communication in their dysfunctional roller coaster of a shitastic relationship. She remarks on how happy they had been before deciding to live happily ever after, and Big regrets the complete absence of romance in their decision to get married. He props himself onto one knee, calls her the love of his life, and asks her to marry him. She nods, and to seal the deal, he puts one of the blue stilettos on her foot. On their second wedding day, Carrie dons her boring jacket-skirt combo and weds big at City Hall. As they walk out, she gushes to him about how perfect it was, because it was just you and me. who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the alarmist the on Twitter, at the alarmist podcast on Instagram, or email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the Erfurt Latrine disaster.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.